You're listening to Two Pauls and a Pod podcast. I'm Paul Merriman. And I'm Paul Reed. Today, we're going to be having a chat about salaries, how to ask for a pay rise, if you dare. Let's get into it, Paul. So how do you go about it? So when you're, not when you're going in, but if you were going in, if I was going in and I have, uh, and now I'm a freelancer, but we'll get to that later. Um, if I was going in for a job, uh, interview or not, um, how would you want your mindset to be? What's your attitude going into this? What would you suggest or give advice on what your, your mindset should be? I think when it comes to, it depends whether you're actually working for someone, you're looking for more money or you're going to a job interview and you're trying to set the boundaries about what the job is. I think in today's market, it's a bit weird. People advertise jobs without a salary. So, you know, you're kind of left going in second guessing what you're going to be paid. Mm-hmm. If you're going in through a recruiter, you need to get the recruiter to do their job and find out what the salary is or what the salary range is. That's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're there for you and for the employer and they make money from you being placed in the, the job. So they should have a really good idea about what the payments are so make sure you ask what the salary is or ask them to ask but sometimes on, on the likes of LinkedIn and stuff like that yeah so if you're going you directly don't... into the job you won't be able to find out but usually in those companies you'll have to go through rounds of interviews right and you need to get out of the way ASAP there's no point in going through rounds of interviews how do you get it out of the way mm. well go in and go what are you giving me here me. well just I think you have to ask, what's the salary? Like, let's not make a drama out of this. Like, if you're going for a job interview and you think you like the company, you think you like the job, you can't go past the first round of interviews into the second, third, or fourth round without wondering what you're going to get paid. I'm sure you're wondering, but sometimes is there a you thing... You have to where, ask. Yeah, but is there a thing of going, like, I want the job, I want to work for this company so much that the money obviously matters, well, but it doesn't no, matter that much. No, that's nonsense. Of course. That's nonsense. That but should never be the case. That's some people's attitude. That's of- absolute nonsense. I, sorry, I think you should be able to work for a company you love and have ambition or a company you really like uh, but if you're going to go into work for somebody you need to know what you're getting paid I don't yeah. care what the job is doing I don't care how many head massages or many pool tables they have you need to know what you're getting paid yeah. simple as uh, so you go into the first interview or if you ask when you get the phone call and somebody says we've selected you from the CV we'd like to bring you in for an interview that's great I'm looking forward to it. you mind me asking what the salary brackets are that's being offered at the job mm. if somebody doesn't like that how could somebody expect somebody to go for a job without knowing about the packages because yeah. it's absolutely mental Okay. So don't be afraid to ask what the salary is. I'd actually much prefer somebody to ask you what the salary is rather than the work and home policy or rather than the benefits because, you know, they're, they're, they're especially if we're also going to work for a personal finance company. They need to know. They have to know what the money is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now, fairness, we would say to somebody the range based on salary is between X and Y or mm-hmm. based on experience rather is between X and Y and that's perfectly fine. If someone's giving you a range of 50 to 60 or 40 to 45 or whatever it is, 100 to 120, whatever the salary you're going for uh, or the job you're going for, that's fine. You say, great. And now it's up to you to go back and knock their socks off and let them know you have the experience for the higher end of that range. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing okay. wrong with being, you're not going to be arrogant going in saying, I demand 120 grand over 100 because I have X amount of experience or I'm deadly. You want to be going in saying, based on the salary range, I think I should be at the higher range and these are reasons why. And this is my experience. This is what I was on previously. But you're kind of right in relation to the softer things of the company, who the company are, what they stand for. All these things are, of course, important. But um, yeah, this episode is about asking for money and asking for salaries. So just open your mouth and ask the question, what's the salary? Uh, and what's and the what's the deal with uh, the employer? Again, this is all new to me because this is not the business yeah, I work in. Yeah, you're not an the, employee, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what is the the attitude the employer would have of... Uh, I'd love it. Yeah? I'd love it if somebody You'd came in. You'd love to hear that. Like we tell them anyway. I mean, it's hard to, get, hard to ask someone to come to work for you don't know what the salary is. Uh, but I think, I think employing for the jobs... If you're in a situation where you're employing for a job and the job hasn't got an advertising salary, hmm. 
um, you need to get that out of the way ASAP. So I'd be applying for a job based on asking the question, can you please let me know what the salary is for this job, what yeah. the salary range is, if you think it's going to be a range of salary. Um, and they'll come back and say, based on experience. Um, but they say to you, it's based on the third round, we tell you in the third round, say, no, you're okay. Thanks. I'm not going through three round, rounds of interviews or something. I don't know what the salary is. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's it. I think then from for other people's point of view, if from a sorry, from an employer's point of view, if somebody was to come in, I think it's important for the employer to, you know, have like if you're listening to this as an employer, you you need to be fair to people and let them know what the salary are as soon as possible. Yeah. Because otherwise how are you going to get the right person either? Yeah, exactly. You know yeah. what I mean? So, yeah. So, to me, it's quite logical, but I don't do those mind games when we're advertising. So, so say you're in a company and this looking for a raise. This is again yeah. bringing up this thing, and it goes back to episode one of the culture and talking about yeah. money in, in the first place and how you do that. And um, But it's looking for a raise. You're coming into an employer you already know, already have worked with, all this kind of stuff, and you feel like you've done enough work this year or you've done enough work that quarter, whatever it is, that you think, hey, you know, I, I deserve a bit more here. Yeah. And, and I'm doing over the you know, the hours that were allocated at the start and all yep. that stuff. How do you go back in? It's an awkward one to kind of go in with someone that you go out for a pint with yeah, on a Friday. Is, and, yeah, know, like, no, it is awkward. It, look, it, it can be awkward, but I think what you should be trying to do is when you're going for the interview, you're starting off in the job, the job should have a remuneration model or a, a performance-related quarterly sit-down. Because I don't know. Half. What's an, so an, a, 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 a performance review is when somebody sits down to an employer on a quarterly or yearly basis and finds out how they're getting on, when their yeah. salary's going up, or what they need to do to improve, and it comes... In various formats and various different occupations and various different uh, job sectors. Uh, but if you're in a situation where you feel you're undervalued or you're overworking, you need to sit down with the employer and say, look, I like the job. I want to stay. However, I do feel I'm putting in more of a shift. I'm entitled to a pay rise or I'm going to look for a pay rise in the coming weeks or the coming months. Can you let me know what I need to do to be successful in getting a pay rise? Now, that is a really good way to sit down. Because you're not down. putting them on the spot to go, what can you offer me now? Yeah, but if you do, like, if there are some employers, employers want to keep staff too. So, you know, if your employer is not coming to you saying you need X or you're getting X, Y, and Z, yeah. you're putting something down. Uh, now, we had this big thing in our own company, don't mind saying this, and that we've gone through massive change. The company's been acquired and we're kind of, um, you know, going through a load of HR changes and holidays and yeah. various different things. I'm sure there's people that might be working for me listening to this going, well, he never did this so we don't do And sometimes you don't. As an employer, it's hard to keep everybody happy and of there's course. loads of different things going on in people's lives as well. But I do open the door and if anyone wants to come in and have a discussion, if someone's coming down and say, look, I'd love to be on X, Y or Z next year or three months time or two months time and set an expectation, oh, that's not going to happen and here's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, or else to do that, you need to do A, B, C, D or E to get there or to yeah. get to that job. Like I love people coming in and sitting down in front of me saying, I'd love to be in this job this time next year or I'd love to be an advisor if they're not in the advisory space yet. Yeah. And they're going to go do their Q of A exams and they're going to work and they're going to do para planning for it or whatever they're going to do. Um, I, th- I love ambition. I love people coming in that are ambitious and so with most employers. Most people want people to stay working for them. Mm. Do you know what I mean? But when an employer has, um, again, I'm just giving devil's advocate here, when an employer has a set budget for their wages or whatever it is, yeah. and then they're kind of going, Jesus, I don't want this person coming in and asking for more, I can't afford it. It can be very difficult for an employer because yeah. sometimes you have really good people and you know they should be on more money or you know they're going to look for more money you don't have the budget because you have to set a budget for the business yeah. because the business is a business, it's a commercial entity that will have budgets. And I think sometimes as well what will happen is somebody comes in, they're successful with a, an XYZ of a pay rise and they tell somebody about it and you have everybody coming in the door for an XYP. So if you've well, got, a, thing. If you've got like 100 staff and everyone, somebody gets a 10% pay rise or a 5% pay rise and everybody comes knocking for that pay rise and you're down like tens or hundreds of thousands of euro from your budget all of a sudden. So it's not as simple as 
it's not as simple sometimes as asking for it and you get it. Uh, and that's why I'm always in, look, from a planning point of view, I'm always into planning. So I do think if you're starting a company and you go through your probation, at the end of the probation, you're sitting and you're saying, right, I really love this company. They want me to stay. I want to stay. What's the remuneration, pay scale, or where can I be, or what's the opportunities here in the job? Yeah. Um, I think that's a fair question to ask for both people. Yeah. But it has to be asked back then. The employer should be able to ask, well, what are you going to do in order to get to that level? Yeah. So, what is the commitment this, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, it, it, it goes both ways. And like I said, it should be a joint conversation for people that feel comfortable and just having a, having a bit of a chat about where it is and setting out the expectations. And uh, um, with, with, uh, with the employer going, all right, listen, I can give you 10% here. Um, just don't tell in, don't tell Mary yeah. in accounts. Or no, Mary will know, actually. Oh, she's in accounts. <laughs> I hope Mary knows she's in accounts. She should be giving the 10%. Mary. Yeah, You're yeah. okay. No, I can give you a, a couple of, put a couple of Mars bars on a Monday. If it, whatever it is that you <laughs> negotiate in real work. Yeah. Um, in real work, yeah. yeah, yeah. So in the acting world, they get paid by Mars bars. Mars bars, great. You get a Mars bar every Friday. Um, but um, it's a kind of thing crunchy, where, no? Huh? It's not a crunchy. Uh, very uh, good. Uh, this, this is not an advertisement for Cabbage. Yeah, yeah, Cabbage. <laughs> but with with that, you know, because other employees might hear, as he's just said, is a knock-on effect of people going, "Oh yeah, do you know what? He's it is. It is. But I've done more than him this quarter. Yeah. I'm in the I'm in the office later than him. Just because he's a family, he goes home or she, whatever. That is a kind of yeah. It, and look, it is, and that's a, that's a, that's a for empl- that's part of the hassle of being an employer is trying to make sure that you're remunerating the right time, the right place, um, and with the right people. I've got it wrong in the past. I've got a spot on in the past as well with people, hmm. uh, where everyone's extremely happy, um, and then sometimes you don't. And sometimes you can't please people all the time either. Like I've well, had people, I've saying, had people right? in the past that don't work for any longer coming in look over a pay rise that are absolutely horrendous at the job. Course, like they're yeah. absolutely on cloud cuckoo land. Like yeah. they literally should nearly almost getting sacked, but you can't hardly sack anybody these days you literally yeah, want to be coming in and shooting people to get sacked yeah. um, so it's really difficult for an employer to sack people while they're out of probation period and the same for an employer like it's it's very hard for an employer to get rid of somebody and when somebody comes in looking for a pay rise you're kind of stunned looking going saying you absolutely serious like yeah, and but, but pe- it's up to the employer then to people, put to the to exactly them. to be able to say no, and you here's the reason why, whatever, yeah. and there's boom, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and please stand in your house <laughs> yeah, 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 <laughs> on okay. the basis of not getting a pay rise. That's happened in the past. Um, I'm sure every employer can relate to that. Uh, but I think the main thing here is that we're trying to instill in these podcast episodes, we're trying to instill confidence about talking about money. Yeah, and I think every employee should feel confident. I'm not talking about money to the wrong people. Don't be talking about it to your colleagues because, in fairness. I'm not saying it's a competition, but payroll and employers only have X amount of money to be able to spend on employees that year. And it might be that your department is completely over-resourced and they have to bring in a new employee and a new salary or someone more experienced and a new salary. And they might have been hoping to give everyone payrolls. They can't now because you have somebody else in a higher salary trying to take over that function you know mm. so it, it's difficult it's not as easy as there's loads of money in the background just to keep paying for salary 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 especially when there's loads of people in the business um, so be careful who you do speak to but I do think a clear, clear line of communication with HR or with your employer is really important uh, and for you to have the confidence to do that and the confidence doesn't have to be mean it doesn't have to be that you're being arrogant I think if you work in a culture where you can't talk about money with your employer or HR or whoever it is that you need to be able to sit down and just start the conversation what do I need to get to so you're not going in looking for money. You're going in, what do we need to get to this level? Mm-hmm. Or I've been approached for a job and the salary is X. What do we need to do to be able to get to that salary in this business? Sure, yeah. Now, if the employer says you're never going to get there and you have been really given an offer, you need to move on. And there's another thing here where, you know, sometimes you might get approached by an employee. Like we've had this with employees where they've been approached by another company and the other company is paying them more. 
but they don't have as many jobs prospects or it wouldn't be as good a company, our opinion. And we said, look, stay, and by the time you get to X, we'll make sure you're there. If you do these three or four things where you get there with this this time lapses. Um, sometimes people can be enticed by money, uh, which can be a bit of a nightmare too. So I'm going to just go a little bit off topic here and say it's mm-hmm. not almost about the cash, okay? And I'm going to bring it back to talk about how it is always about the cash. I'm going to literally talk about two sides of my face here. Yeah. <laughs> so number one, we were in experience before where somebody had a pension scheme, a company pension scheme. They were on 50 grand and the employer was paying in 10% contribution. The employee was paying 10%, which you typically see in a pension scheme for employees, okay? Mm. So a lot of people will have benefits attached to their employment package outside of the salary. So you might have income protection plan, they might have sick pay, they might have a pension, or they might have debt and service. So if they die while they're working in the company, you know, their spouse will get X percent of their salary or their, or their kids or their, yeah. their next of kin. It's really good, okay? So we had a situation where somebody's going for a 50 grand salary and they got offered a 58 grand salary somewhere else. But the company they were with had a company pension plan where the employer was paying in 5% uh, of their salary uh, every year. Okay? So 5% less. Than yeah, the so 5%, so about two, two and a half grand a year was going in through the pension scheme. And the papers in their late 20s. That employer pension scheme was on track to deliver that person with the two contributions going into well over 380 grand, I think it was at the time. So the benefit that he had the employer was 380 grand, the pension plan. So now, sorry, the benefit of what? Say, when they got to retirement age, you would have had 380 grand yeah. minimum in the pension plan, yeah. in our opinion. Now, the employee wasn't calculating that because it's you know, 30 odd years away. But the new company they were going to didn't have a company pension plan. Okay, so you're kind of saying it's not like for like. Yeah. So you're not comparing apples with apples. You know, you're getting you're a couple of grand in your back pocket. You might be getting a couple of grand now, which is in the higher rate of income tax, um, and you might be, you know, less off in the future. So you might yeah. be getting a little bit more money now, but long term is a plan. So it's a very important for employees to look at the overall benefit package that they're getting. Another one for employers sometimes is that they might want to prefer to increase the pension plan rather than their wages because they, they might fear that you're going to be there longer, that you're yeah, thinking yeah. around that line as well. But then obviously people need cash in their back pocket. They've got you no know, cost living crises. They've got rent to pay, mortgages, kids, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Uh, so it's making sure that you are actually comparing like with like if you are looking at going to another employer. Uh, but, you know, you have to look after yourself as well. It's your life. It's yeah. your thing. Uh, but just be careful. You can jump from the frying pan into the fire sometimes as well with going from one employer. Like I don't so know how many... It seem more attractive because it is... I don't know. Anytime I see people leave from one employer and come back. Yeah. You know, they might be getting more salary somewhere else but they come back because the place they're going to is an absolute dive or yeah. it's a gip or they don't have right work ethic or the bosses you know yeah, yeah, struggle yeah. D- difficult to deal with or you don't you have don't the same moral it's gone yeah so thing. back what you were talking about Ron, you're looking for the culture of the job as well but it is important so I think look very basic here if you don't talk if you find it difficult talking about money I would always position it in what do we need to do to get to X level you know, I'd love yeah. to be earning X amount next year. How do we get there? What do we and need to do to prove you to? And it's a positive approach as well. Oh, I would love that. Yeah. Someone's going to say, well, they want to get to there and they're going to willing to work really, really hard to get there. I'm going to reward them for getting there because that's what a job is. It's yeah. reward for your skills. Yeah. You get paid for your skill set. That's what it is. So from an employee's point of view coming in, it's a very vulnerable position. Yeah. I, I imagine it, it's it's the kind of thing where you go in and you don't uh, you don't want to kind of give them too many options by saying hey listen um, you know I'm getting a massive wage in this other place or there's an opportunity somewhere else uh, it seems to me there's a kind of there's a bargaining sense to it as well where you have to be careful what you say first or who yeah. says something first who yeah. throws fire first whatever I think I'm going to my experience here in our in our firm, you know. So when we're talking about this, I'm trying to think of it as me when people mm. used to come to me yeah. for the pay rise when we were much smaller, um, and or you know a negotiation. I think when somebody leads with, I've got a job offer somewhere else or being approached. I love the one where I didn't approach them though; they approached me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, but look, that's that's that can be true sometimes. Yeah. It's fabricated. 
But I think be very, very careful because you don't want a situation where you're going straight into the hardcore or somebody else is offering me why in case you're not actually needed in the business. So employers sometimes, it's very hard to sack somebody. So you might think you're sitting here doing a great job and you're going in for payroll saying, I just got asked and the employer's going, deadly, off you go. I'll just reduce my pay bill by, you know, 5% or 2% or whatever it is. And we're up or that department doesn't actually need as many staff. But it's literally next to impossible to sack somebody. Hmm. Like it's so hard to sack somebody. So it feels so, like they're calling your bluff. And so if you're calling your bluff, you're coming in saying, look, and even if they are really, really good workers, you know, or they've really, really done a really good job, it might be a case that that department is under review or hasn't got enough income. Sorry, this is not talking about white places now. It's in no, general no, space. Yeah, just, yeah. It might be that you have a manufacturing plant and they might be thinking about coming with redundancies. You know, it might be a, a situation where they're being merged or they're being acquired. Or it might be a case that the employer doesn't actually like you. You know, so they want you working and they can't sack you. And then you're going in going, I have a job offer somewhere else. Okay, take it. Yeah. See you later. That's best. Look, shake the hand. I'm sorry, we've done that. I've done it. When yeah. somebody's come in and said, look, I've got a job offer somewhere else. Before they could speak two words, I'm up shaking the hand. Best best look in your next career. Like, Jesus. Not even giving them a chance to ask yeah, 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 what's yeah. the story with a pay rise because yeah. you're kind of going, this is great. Off you go. So it works both for, see, don't forget, as an employee, and I'm going to talk from as an employer here, right? Mm. But not every employee is deadly. Not every employee course, yeah. is working their backside off there's employees that don't do that. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying they're in my place. And generally speaking, if you look across, and anyone listening today, well, there's no way somebody listening to this podcast today does not know three or four people that are on their team or in their company that are not doing a good job. Yeah. But that person might think they are doing a good job or they might be under financially difficulty at home and they might want to come in and do, uh, you know, trash around with a pay rise of two grand or five grand or whatever it is yeah. because they're under financial pressure. And they mightn't be doing a good job. Now they might end up losing their job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now they're under well, real financial a... pressure because they have no job offer and they call someone's, call someone's bluff. Mm. So you have to be really, really, really careful. And that's why I go back to, it's all about discussions about what would happen if I did this or if I did that. Uh, I'll talk about human capital in a second as well. I think everybody has the opportunity to really, talk really do well in life. Human capital, about sure, investing yeah, yourself. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, being able to set yourself up well with an employer into the future. I think that's why it should be discussed in fairness. I don't think anyone should be going and saying, I want the pay rise. You know, yeah. uh, I work my ass off and blah, blah, blah. That's not being recognized, you know, whatever. But, you know, if you go in saying, I want to be somewhere next year, will you support me? Can you pay for my college? Can you pay for my courses? Like, it mightn't be a case if it's all about money. It's an investment for them to investment invest for them as well. Yeah. If you're staying, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and most employer contracts as well will have it that if you leave the company two years after completing the course, you have to reimburse them as well. So, so say it again. That you, most employers will have them. a situation. Yeah, if you if they pay for your college course today, say it's whatever seven grand or ten yeah, grand, yeah. and you leave it in two years of completing the course, they can reimburse that from you. They can take it back off you. So you have right. to stay with them because they have to pay for you to be educated. Of course, yeah. You don't yeah. Have to pay for education to go to the guy next door, like yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so should just be careful a, as well. It's an emotional time for a lot of people, particularly as we're talking again about money and how to talk about money and how to even bring it up. Yeah. And, and also, you know, in a smaller business, not just a big uh, multi or corporate business, whatever it is, in Smaller businesses yeah. where you know and you have a personal relationship with your manager. Yeah, this happens a lot in small businesses. It's yeah. very difficult when there's a small business and a small business might be under pressure or going through a hard time of change mm. and you're being maybe approached by somebody else and you don't want to ruin the relationship with someone that you've built. That's yeah. very difficult. I mean, there's no real advice under that other than talk to the person and say, look, this has happened. And it might be a case where they again might say, look, in six months' time or we'll give you this or we'll give you a car allowance or we'll give you a company car or mm. depends on the business. Do you know what I mean? So there'll be loads of ways around other than maybe remuneration, hard cash that might help you financially. Yeah. Um, um, so yeah it is the smaller the business the more awkward it becomes because you generally probably know the person really really well trying to build their business yeah. uh, and they might be going through hard hard times or cash flow challenges uh, which which can be difficult the smaller the business it is really really personal when it becomes a small business which yeah. can be which can be a nightmare yeah 
yeah, it can be. Uh, so I think, I think, I think, like I said, main thing here is communication um, and talk to people as much as you can uh, and try and put a plan in place. And if your employer's giving you the cold shoulder, saying, "Yeah, no, no, come in on, t- on Thursday," I'm actually busy on Thursday. But you know, all this kind of stuff, which you hear a lot of stories of, yeah. you just can't get in the door because probably the employer knows they're gonna fucking they're looking for something off yeah. me or whatever. Well, you want respect <laughs> off your employer as well. I mean, if you're getting the cold shoulder off, shoulder off somebody, who wants to sit down and talk to you. I mean, you'd, you'd want to really value that company and that person, wouldn't you? Like, you don't want to walk over somebody that doesn't yeah. want to talk to you. Like, Again, playing devil's advocate, if you're desperate and you need to keep that particular job and you're just going, I yeah. need to keep this, how do, how do you go about, do you... Do you like, but then you need to put a plan in place to look for another job and see can you get out in a year or two or six months or whatever it is. Yeah, you yeah. do. You can't be working for that. That's nonsense. Yeah, like, yeah. That's hard. That's hard graph. Like, yeah. You know, and that's, be, where, that's where the uh, yeah. emotions will come into it. For yeah. me, if I was being ignored, you'd get frustrated, obviously, and you get angry about that and yeah. you'd start taking it in a personal way, which is possibly the yeah. worst way to be is coming in on a personal yeah. terms, is it? Or yeah, no, it is. You, I think you never, you have to leave the emotion at the door if you can. But yeah. I mean, if someone's blanking, you're not talking to you. I mean, you're going to have to communicate with email or send them a pa- let them know where your situation is or where you're, where, where you're, be- where you're at yeah. in life with the job, with it, and then be... But again, be careful you don't get... like soon you say yeah, off you go like what do you do then like so be careful what your bluff is um, you know be very very careful and like I said sometimes the grass isn't always green on the other side of your airlock for another job like we do we do a lot of financial well-being for corporates where they bring me in and we talk about financial well-being uh, we do presentations we do one-to-ones with people depending on the corporates doing it for multinationals around the country and we do it for people outside of Ireland as well which is really cool really interesting actually uh, but we always say that it's very very unlikely that the employee is under stress because of their salary Hmm. It's usually under how they're spending their own money. Hmm. So it's very rarely people are not paid enough. Yeah. No, take a minimum wage and people that are really paid crap out of this, to be fair. But on an awful lot of these times when we speak to people, their personal finances are in bits because they don't know how to manage their money. So employers should be given financial education to their employees, in my opinion. Yeah. Because that will help their employees manage their money better. Um, so that that's one way for employers around this conversation as well. But also it's one way for an employee to go in and say, look, can we get somebody in talks about money can yep. we talk about this and that might help open up the overall conversation for you as well around money yeah, and yeah. remuneration and pensions or no pensions and work or benefits that you need to have or you want to have as employees as well okay well one thing I will say Paul though as well is when you're looking at the figures and this is really important for people so I want to talk about human capital just in this episode where people say human capital is your ability to increase your own uh, you know worth. your, your own work really I suppose so maybe an example you know and this is this comes into the salary discussions where people are looking for salaries, but it's about trying to have that plan in place. So, you know, people sometimes say to me, you know, especially younger kids, and I'm saying people in their early twenties might say, you know, I've got five grand saved, or got ten grand, or I did well on crypto when it was a big thing years ago, or I did whatever and I have money. What do I do? Where do I invest it? And I sometimes say just invest in yourself. And invest in yourself can be two things. It can be taking a trip around the world, having a great time, or it can actually be going back to college to increase your expectations when it comes to salaries and going for higher paid jobs. I've done wrong with people moving around and getting bigger jobs and getting well paid and better paid. I'll give you an example. Like if you have a situation where you have, you know, a case where just say it's a couple and a couple are bringing home five grand net a month after tax, okay? Yeah. So, and actually, I encourage people that are listening, not when you're driving, if you're driving uh, or on a jog. So do it when you get home or whenever you're sitting down somewhere safe. <laughs> take out your calculator and do this. So take out your phone um, and put it into your phone. Let's say your net take home pay is five grand as a couple or two and a half grand as a single person, whatever it is. So net pay is what hits your bank account. So what you get paid. If you're paid monthly, multiply it by four. If you're paid by monthly, uh, multiply it by two. So you get your monthly net. So let's say it's five grand for a couple. And we're going to multiply that figure by 12. Okay, that means that couple has 60 grand hitting their bank account over the course of the year. Okay, now let's take it that couple are 35 years of age. 
we're going to multiply that by 30 years to get to 65. That couple are going to earn 1.8 million. Okay, so 1.8 million is actually going to pass through that couple's hands. Without any pay rise or any bonuses, they're on track to earn probably at least 2 million, if true be told. It's very important to learn what to do with that 2 million, how to treat that 2 million. Like, we get loads of lot of winners, like, when a lot of they contact us, which is great on a Monday morning, getting a phone call saying someone won the lotto, can you have a chat with them? It's a, really, it's a great buzz and fairness. Wow, it really is. So, it's one of the yeah. best things of the job, really is. Yeah. And they're ecstatic. Right. We'll get to that in another episode, maybe. But uh, out of that 1.8 million, if that person, one of them can increase their net salary by 5%, or by 10%, rather, so they can earn 5,500 a month, it means they're going to earn 1.98 million over their lifetime. So an extra 180 grand. That's a lot of cash. Mm. So you should be trying to find ways, and not just saying other employers, because I'm an employer, but you should always be trying to find ways to educate yourself and improve your... Stock. Cap, yeah, basically yeah. your worth. Yeah. Uh, and it doesn't always have to be true education. Sometimes it can be true taking a year out and getting experience or working somewhere for free. Or it can be weird. Depends what your age is, obviously. Don't be doing that if yeah, you're 40 yeah. with three kids in the mortgage. Uh, you know, if you're 19 or 20 and you're still living at home and you want to learn X experience in whatever you want to try and work in. Go and work somewhere for a, month, a year for six months free. It's great, you know, because you're getting the experience that might allow you to start now on 40 grand versus 30 grand. Now your basic pay is 10 grand lower from 20 up to 60. <laughs> so anything above right. that, you're earning more money. Yeah. So earning money is really important is the point of that human capital piece. But it doesn't always have to be down to your employer to give it to you. It might be that you have to go off and, you know, put effort in yourself and do the degree or do more. Yeah you know, education and come back and say, right, I've now got my managerial qualifications or I've now got my PhD or I've now got my master's or a degree or I've trained as this and I feel I can do more for this business. And that might be something you have to look at as well. So yeah. don't always just look for the salary increase, trying to see can you improve your own worth to the business too. Which is obviously great to bring to the table as a negotiation. A hundred percent. When you go in and have a yeah. chat with that. And so go back to the plan. If I do this course and if I qualify in this, can I get a promotion? Yeah. And what would that promotion look like or feel like? Now that brings me, it does bring me uh, nicely into um, freelance work, which is what, I'm not particularly freelance, but um, how to value yourself as well when you are a freelance. And it's not just in the arts where I'm obviously an actor, really good, a good looking actor, whatever. Um, but <laughs> You've a face for a podcast, yeah, but. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Which is why this is my video. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But like, just not even in that. If you're chippy, if you're if you're if you're setting up your own business, whatever it is, and you're you're your own employer and all that kind of stuff, how you value what you sell, what you give, what your your yeah. Uh, I, I think we break is. this up. So from a freelance point of view, so uh, there's two ways of looking at this. If I was a freelancer and I was doing web design, I would a hundred percent be setting myself up to I can improve your service and I can improve your turnover for X percent, rather than I can design your website for a grand. Right. Because if you can design a website for a grand... Tell you frame it. It's how you frame it. Like, like, I'm not being smart to anyone... Sorry. The majority of people that are designing web pages can design a web page for a grand. If I'm looking for a web page, I'm looking for a web page that's not the grand web page. I'm looking, for the, a, yeah, I'm yeah. looking for the one that's going to be the 20 grand web page or the one that's going to make me and my product and my service pop and do A, B, C, D, E. Mm-hmm. And it... it I don't have a problem with that. If somebody comes along and pitches it and says, I can do this for this, um, I think that's really, really, really important. Um, I, th- I think it's value-add. I think it's value-add 
to the business you deserve to be paid from a value add point of view as well. Now it's more difficult, obviously. Value get to your, add, it's in what you're giving. Yeah, to yeah, their what business. you're giving. Yeah, I think it's a bit different for you though as an actor because I'm not being. I don't know. Sorry, yeah, would is, you yeah. do that? Could you say to somebody, you know, my face or my name or whatever? Maybe obviously the bigger. The, actually, actors do do that, don't they? The bigger actors well, will 100 say to the studio, "Yeah, I want you know, like Ronaldo's when he's different thing. Yeah, but no, footballers similar, they're yeah, going saying, "Yeah, I'm going to sell X amount of jerseys. I'm going to sell blah blah blah." So you need to try and get that into your your work as much as you can. It is, and that we done through. Uh, an agent if you have one but like uh, there's obviously uh, levels I never really believe in levels particularly in art because it's you know look you could be right out of college and you get the biggest job in the world when someone's been looking for that job for 20 years you know it's that kind of thing and as you say in in uh, other kind of professions that you could train extra you could get the degree and just get it no one cares if yeah. you're right for the part you're the, you're the part you're the part you know what I mean and so that's why it's kind of it's it's a really difficult mental game to let that happen because that just does happen and you can't stop yeah, it's, that it's the system it's the game it's, it's the, the universe game you're in and yeah, it's, it's what the you universe. to do yeah. yeah so um, but there is a thing of like saying yeah okay look I do have 20 years experience um, what I am bringing you is whatever this amount of uh, you know yeah. I have trained in a lot of different things and as you say you, you did dance as well and all that kind of stuff so it depends what the job is it's very unique but the thing is uh, it's it's a kind of thing where you go you let your agent say all that, but it depends if you're just, if you're 20 years and you're doing bit parts and stuff like that, which I have done a lot of in the past, um, it's hard to negotiate that. If you're just not right for the part, you're not right for the part. Also, there's a big thing where if you live away, if you live here, it's easier for them to employ you because obviously they're not paying for your uh, accommodation and all this kind of stuff. Having an agent is brilliant because it does uh, eliminate that kind of awkwardness of asking your employer for more money because then you go to your agent and that's what they're there for a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, but in fairness, your industry is built like that. Like, yeah. So from an acting point of view, like you're hardly going to go to the studio and say, by the way, you know, you offered me 10 grand, I want 20 grand or 100 grand, I want 200 grand or whatever. So that's what the, but the agent obviously gets a cut as well, don't they? So the agent, so yeah. so, so it should be up to the agent to negotiate as high as a salary as possible for your higher fee because they're getting the cut out of it. Yeah, yeah. And there is there is a thing of, of negotiation in a certain different way where you can get a credit. Literally, you can get a credit at the top of the at the start of the film. That that be that could be negotiated. Take someone out of your not out of your wage, but it'd be kind of like, listen, we can only afford to give him this wage, but he will get a top credit. And what? Kind of, that's not a thing. It absolutely is. Go away. Yeah, and I, Go I, away. I don't know much about that. I actually don't. But I remember someone saying it to me in America going, oh my God, you're a top credit. And I was like, what are you talking about? Now, that mightn't be a big thing. And my agent might be listening to this going, what are you on about? <laughs> but um, The agent's going, can't believe I saw Paul that line. Uh, it's complete yeah, bullshit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going on holidays though. How, how are we? Uh, <laughs> remember, that top, remember that top credit bullshit? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it was, I remember it was, a, it was an actor said it to me and he, he was buzzing that I had that. And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. No, it means it depends. Depends what you value as well. It yeah, depends what you value uh, yeah, fair. I think uh, yeah, that's right. So, did you ever hear of uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs? No. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember that? So, Maslow's hierarchy of needs has money right at the bottom. Like, mm -hmm. so on the pyramid, uh, for those listening, if you think of a pyramid, the very bottom of the pyramid is money, and as you go up the pyramid, it gets smaller, but it gets more important. Uh, and you see like titles, mm -hmm. uh, company cars, uh, you know, laptops, phone, like just weird things. Yeah. Uh, sorry, probably weird for me. Yeah, you know, but uh, where I am, my career now. But uh, yeah, I remember starting off years ago on a job, um, and all I wanted was a Avensis, a Toyota Avensis. I, I would have died like I remember because yeah. I love my cars. I remember starting to think I was driving a golf or something. And all I want, like if they literally had it said to me, you're getting a pay decrease at ten grand, but there's an Avensis set of keys, I probably would have taken it off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you value, you value yeah, you yeah. value things differently. So it's not yeah. about the. I understand with the credit thing, might be that you're actually it's not getting less money, but it's something like it's a carrot on top to say we'll up them up here, uh, and that's, said, that's, back to what, that's, that, that's back to Maslow. What that's that's back to 
Maslow's hierarchy it's not the money it's the it's the status or the title or the fact that you're up number one in the credits or up high in the credits I get my head around that but also it is what you're saying about the pension if someone's giving you a better option on your pension yeah. then you know that could be what's of value to you 100% at the time, and yeah. sometimes the cash is at the time Yeah. but as you said with your advice is take the, the pension option probably yeah. more so than anything yeah else. I think so yeah I'd be gone um, I'd be gone for that so with the freelancing uh, side of things how would you would you give advice to someone to value themselves look I, I'm I'm probably now I'm just going to sound really ridiculous for this podcast I'm probably the wrong person to think about this because or ask this question for once because if I was a freelancer I would be doing anything to make my brand and make my name as big as possible so I'd take free work I'd do anything to prove to people what my worth was and I'd go from there so that's the thing so, about taking free work for some freelancers yeah. is that you devalue yourself if it's y- free yeah you don't I, d- I don't believe it if you, if you if you don't make a big enough deal out how well you did for somebody that's your problem if you can't publicise yourself and you are not confident enough to go in and say I've done these five amazing going back to the websites all the time but these five amazing websites and this company is Increase the revenue by 50% on the back of this website. I've tracked it and I can show you and I can prove it. I'm worth 20 grand, but that's your problem. Then don't do free work. But if you can do free work and you're going to go out and work your arse off for a year or two years while you're building your brand or building your practice or whatever it is, you need to do that. And sorry, not many people want to hear that, but yeah. you sometimes have to take a call and you sometimes have to prove to yourself before you can actually start making money. So like one step back, two step forwards. Um, now, obviously, you don't want to make a habit of it. Like you want to say, if you're setting up a business for the first time um, or you're setting up as a freelancer or you're in gig economy or whatever you're doing, um, I'm going to keep using that because to me, freelancing from MySpace, that kind of stuff is more tech stuff yeah, in, in yeah, my yeah. world. Uh, so I'm going to use that website kind of uh, situation. Matter, yeah. But even again, if you're a carpenter or if you're an electrician or you know, you're know you a barber or a hairdresser setting up for the first time, you're probably going to have to undercut and you're probably going to have to work for free and work all the shit hours and do all that to make a name for yourself and build mm-hmm. your brand. That's okay. Yeah. That, once you realise that's the phase you're in and that's actually sometimes the most exciting phase. Yeah. Oh, of course it is, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said the people only reached enough, like, I actually, the, the success of the company and how well we've done and blah, blah, blah. I missed the days when we were ducking and diving. Yeah. I missed the days when there was only five or six of us and we were running around the kettle trying to make the, the payroll or trying to make the revenue payments. That's the exciting part of business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the exciting part of life sometimes. Yeah. Uh, and that gets taken away, it just becomes like everything else. Uh, so just don't knock yourself. Once you know you're in that phase, you should enjoy it. I mean, you asked me a question before, uh, you know, what's the one thing you tell your younger self? From a business point of view, uh, employee point of view, and a personal point of view, is enjoy it more. I think if you're setting up business, it should be enjoyable. And it should be, I know it sounds really counterintuitive, you need to be able to realize that you have to do shift for free, or you have to do shift for really low cost in order to make a name for yourself and build your brand and build your presence or build your portfolio or whatever it is. Mm. And that's it. But you have to know that's what you're doing yeah. and knowing how to leverage that in the future or be prepared to leverage it in the future. Now, we'll be remiss to say because if there's any artists or actors or anyone in the arts, particularly in gig economy and stuff like that or musicians, whatever, um, when you are offered something for experience or exposure is an absolute like red flag of yeah no it is in your sector in fairness yeah in own, that's an only yeah. our sector but that's but but there is there is something to go on you know if you get a good gig and I just don't think ever to do something for free yeah uh, but it could be lower than what you expect or hopefully yeah. do and then you, you do get experience out of that yeah. it's a kind of conundrum sometimes it's easy for a very experienced musician or someone to say I'm not doing that for free that's, yeah, yeah. yeah but if you're starting out as but you that's say, an experience no if you're starting out but I've never asked anyone to work for us 
for free. Anyone that's ever come in for work experience, they get paid. And just, like, well, that's why they said, no, promote not your company, really. No, I'm just saying, not promote people to go out for free. I'm saying, if you're starting a business yeah. and you need to, you know, get your name out there and you really take really yeah. low income and you need to say, it's like, I'm a grand a month website guy, but I'm going to create a lot of the. Like, I think I'm trying to get across. I say, let's go back to that website example. I'm grand a month or I'm grand to build your website, but I know I'm going to add on massive value for yeah. you. I can't charge you because I've no experience yet or I've no portfolio. So I'm going to do it for the grand. I'm going to build you a really cool website that you're going to really, really do well out of. But I want to be able to track. <clears throat> I want to be able to track your sales. Mm-hmm. I want to be able to track your landing. I want to be able to track what I've done for your business. And I want to be able to promote that. Yeah. And I want you to act as a testimonial for me. I want, so back to the credit thing. Exactly. I'm going to build your website for a grand, but if it does all these 10 things, I want you telling every single person you know about me and don't tell them the grand is a the grand. Off. Tell yeah. them it's five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So that's what I'm trying to get. I'm trying to build that. I think yeah, it's okay to do that as well. Okay. Uh, but obviously, you don't want to be working for free. That's you know, not, okay. not practical. So Paul, just to touch on this as well, I know we discussed this before from an acting point of view. Um, and I mentioned it in one of the episodes you're talking about culture yeah. and Irish culture in particular about salaries not being able to talk about salaries or should or shouldn't talk about them etc and trying to get people around the kind of topic of talking about money more do you know there's a difference because you've travelled like, sorry I've travelled but haven't worked abroad yeah. so you've worked obviously in Ireland the UK America further yeah. field as well what's the difference when people come to talking about salaries um, well, it's, yeah, going back to the culture of, uh, the Irish culture of, of this is not to talk about money, don't ever talk yeah. about money, um, is, uh, yeah, in America, like straight up, the people will have a chat about you, with you about it, and it's very much like, that's why we're doing it as well, by the way, we love it, we, we're artists, we love what we do for the art, for the love of it, but yeah, you get paid, and get paid right, and Great. don't, don't don't lay back and but go. Americans are very very forward when it comes to that type of thing it is they? and yeah. the UK is, is, is there as well is now, it? yeah and we, we do have the advantage of particularly as an actor being in a union I think every actor should be in the union because you're protected that way as well now you are protected by uh, your agent as well if you have a good agent and you trust them um, you're kind of protected that way so you can have discussions so you know at a base level if it's a union job or it's not and if it's not a union job it's grand as well but you, at least you know where you are in a and where everyone else is now a lot of time you, you could get offered a job and, you, and say listen everyone's on the same money I did a film a while ago every single person on the set was on the same money and when you know that it's grand and you do for the love of it and you do go into that did really well that film it did, and so you're even buzzing even more because that was for the love of the art and very good for the piece you're doing so it's a kind of thing where yeah it's discussed but in our business Again, Can I tell all my team that we're all going to be the same? They're all going to be the same. Sorry for the love of the company. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You love this, don't you? Yeah, you love this place. Look yeah. at the art. <laughs> Look at this. But then there is times you come in and like I have been offered way more money than a colleague that's beside me, you know, and and vice versa. And you kind of know that. And but again, as you were saying, and I think it's really good advice to have a little small circle of people that you kind of compare notes with, and uh, you kind of go, "How much should I charge for this?" Or "How much do you think I should yeah, charge for yeah. this?" Now I do illustrations as well, so I would call illustrators or call different artists how much do you think I should charge for this and they would say well the average price is this and you do your research and see yeah. how much people are getting paid yeah. I actually got caught on this recently believe it or yeah. not personally where I was asked to do a, a, a corporate gig for something from yeah. a financial planning point of view a speaking gig I hang got a clue but no, what they didn't yeah. have a bog's notion yeah. um, so because you're afraid to go way too high yeah uh, to you know again just talking honestly to look like a complete arrogant prick yeah 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 uh, and then you're afraid to go way too low and that you're not getting service for your time yeah um, so and that's where the value comes went, in where do you value yourself and your yeah. and your time and your art well, so that's what we ended up doing we ended up going back to time 
Yeah. Uh, and we went down, actually, if this was being costed, and we costed it that way to say, right, if it was, you know, if you were actually just doing financial planning consultations for the business for the whole day, you're worth this to the business. So if this is going to take 20 days and you're going to do ABCD, and we came up with a really good, where I think they got a good deal, we got a good deal, and it was honourable. Like, I haven't robbed anybody. Yeah. Uh, and I feel really good. They feel okay. Uh, and I probably could have gone in for way higher, but I didn't think I should have because, yeah. just because I could have. Yeah in a weird way so yeah I think being honourable about those things as well does le- lend the hand and it is good to have the small circle or, or someone else to bounce off as you're saying for any other job to go you know what What did you get for that or what are you? What is the average yeah. kind of basic wage for that you yeah. know I was getting I got offered quite a lot of money a long time ago for a show and I knew everyone was like literally on half the wage and I, I didn't understand at the time like why am I why I mean I know I'm great now, but um, <laughs> probably my looks or whatever but it's not, don't, make the, don't talk about that um, <laughs> but it was it's probably I, your comedy skills in the yeah show. yeah exactly <laughs> and, but I got I, I did get offered a lot more now I didn't end up taking a job because I couldn't at the time for uh, time and rise but I remember feeling extremely guilty okay about so Jemoy me asking because yeah. I think people listen to this that our doctors uh, are going to be intrigued by this because it's something we don't know enough about and we don't ask or we don't get the chance not everyone has actors that are mates oh, how sorry, much no, was it <laughs> I, <didn't laughs> yeah. I was about to knock you out <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it was not it's theater no, come on no but like as in why were you paid that much more do you know why no really? I, I don't know I genuinely you don't, don't. Know they just chucked out a figure and I was like right. wow that's that's kind of so they just really wanted you it was above average yeah and it just at the time at the time and everyone goes through this um, now I can tell you now any show you watch now this is, wrecks my head because all my friends think I make millions not my friends there's loads of sorry my fans no <laughs> <laughs> no no they think it <laughs> I don't know why that's so yeah, funny. I mean, yeah. like, <laughs> Literally, that's the biggest laugh you got from the whole team here I know, today. Yeah, fucking hell. <laughs> but no, a lot of people think if you, whatever show you're watching, that actor, that person that you're watching on the screen is doing whatever job, and if you think they're great or not, are not getting paid in anywhere near what you think they're getting paid. Yeah. For the biggest thing that you see on TV, for the huge budget looking thing it looks like, and the big fucking razzmatazz it gives, and the red carpets nowhere near your imagination of even the lowest you think they're getting paid right okay so there's that kind of you have misconception there's a massive misconception of what you're getting paid now of course you get on the season two or something like a bit more it's like any other job in that sense very good yeah very I just want to put that out there because it is a big misconception about freelancing so what are all your mates here (laughs) And no, it is true though. I know, I know that as, as you well. Know from experience, yeah, yeah. I know from experience and speaking about it as well. It, it is a bit misconstrued in your head when you're looking at it from the outside in. You think it's going to be a hell of a lot more. Yeah. Um, and then you look at your age of age, you look at your taxes, you look at everything yeah, else as well, which people do forget into. as well. They, they they fantasize that everyone's a millionaire walking around that actors. Yeah. It, it takes a lot of hard work, years of dedication as well to even get to that status. Really, like, unless you got someone massively lucky, you're of course, right yeah, point, yeah, right yeah, place yeah. In the universe. And that's where the value comes in. You value your time, yeah, but you also value your experience and that's where your agent hopefully comes in and or someone else with experience that comes in to, to uh, negotiate on your behalf because actors are not no good even though we're great actors we're not good negotiators yeah that. yeah that's what you do that's what the age are there for as yeah. well affairs which is great yeah so from a recap point of view if you're working for me don't ask for payros in the next two days that's the, <laughs> that's, the, that's, 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 that's the number one <laughs> yeah, yeah. But to recap this episode because I think it is very important we're talking about mindset we're talking about how to ask for money and it's very important for people I know a lot of people listen today might feel that they are underpaid or they are undervalued and they feel that they can't go in and ask for pay rises that's not a nice place to be either because that will mess with your mindset uh, and it will mess with your kind of performance and work as well yeah, so if you are in that space 
I honestly feel the best thing to do is to try and pull somebody so I'd sit down with them and ask them, can you put a plan in place where it might look like that you are getting more money uh, and what does that mean for you and how do you do it? Um, or else, if you're just completely going to go out, balls out, go in and just ask for a pay rise and see where you end up. But I'd be very, very careful on the I have a job offer somewhere else. Yeah. Because you don't know what the employer is going through. Yeah. Uh, and then for employers that are listening... Be careful. Like when people are looking for pay rises, they genuinely probably believe that they are doing the best. And if they are doing the best, you need to make sure you keep that person as well because you don't want the same to happen to you as an employer where you do lose somebody really good yeah. to a competitor or somebody down the road because that can be an absolute nightmare for employers as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for an employer, talking to people more and talking about salaries and talking about what's expected and putting those kind of key performance indicators in place or putting those reviews in an annual basis and letting people know what happened or where the company's going. This all boils down to communication. I was just about to say that. And it's all about communication and being open about yeah. uh, having a chat about your finances, regardless if it's with the employer, with your friends, or whoever. It's just to open it up and talk yeah. about it. Or and else. use this as an excuse to talk about it as well. Yeah, use the podcast. Uh, podcast yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Just to note on this, maybe we should start up a separate, uh, separate business. Maybe we should become agents for PAY workers. Jesus. So maybe rather than PAY workers having a, a union, they should have an agent where the agent goes in and negotiates. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Two Pauls on a Pod podcast. If you've liked what you've heard today, please don't forget to subscribe to more episodes. We'd love to hear from our listeners. So if you have any financial questions or if you have feedback from the show, just go to askpaul.ie or check out Paul's Instagram account on Ask Paul. <laughs>